Time for us to take a look at what has been happening in the United States over the past week. And for that, as always, we turn to Reggie Giacchini, our Washington correspondent for Global News. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. I don't think you've been quite busy enough this past week. Yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a tough welcome back. No kidding. You were off for a few weeks and then back to this. So as of this morning, there is still no speaker for the House of Representatives. There is still no speaker for the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, the nominee that had been put forward earlier this week, the number two in command in the Republican Party, Steve Scalise, stepped down last night from that nomination post because he doesn't have the support within the Republican Party to get to the 217 votes needed to secure the gavel. And the question is... Jim Jordan, who is a further right member of the GOP, who was the only other person nominated, who came in with fewer votes than Steve Scalise, is he going to try to step up and try to secure any kind of votes, although it's unclear if he can? At the end of the day, we are going into another day of no speaker in the United States, and without a speaker, legislative work can't be done, and that includes defense spending for issues, including the crisis in Israel. Right. So we have this huge crisis in the Middle East where people are looking to the United States for leadership, for guidance, for help uh, for Israel in particular to show the way. And they're kind of frozen. Well, they're frozen and and they're showing the world and and at the same time, they're showing adversaries um, that dysfunction is kind of running rampant throughout the U.S. government. I mean, look, this is a a House of Representatives that have been governed by Republicans now for uh, the better part of a year. Within a year, they have thrown out uh, the Speaker of the House. They've barely been able to put legislation forward, and now they can't even rally themselves around somebody to reclaim this key constitutional position. Uh, and it is sparking questions. Are there enough Democrats who could work with moderates in the party in order to potentially put a moderate Republican forward? Or do we find a few Republican moderates join Democrats and all of a sudden we find ourselves with a Democratic Speaker of the House, despite the fact it's a Republican majority? There's a lot of unknowns right now, uh, and it's going to have implications domestically and abroad. Yeah, let's talk about the abroad part of this then. What has been the White House message to Israel and to Hamas in all of this? Well, I mean, look, the United States is standing steadfastly by uh, Israel. It is a long-standing ally, uh, and we have seen repeated phone calls between the White House uh, and uh, and the Israeli Prime Minister over the last several days, the Vice President involved as well. Massive shuttle diplomacy is underway with the Secretary of State, who was in Israel yesterday. He's now uh, headed to Qatar, the UAE, Egypt, uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, but I think the important message that we're hearing from the White House is, look, Israel, you have the right to defend yourself against these barbaric attacks that took place and continue to take place uh, via Hamas. But at the same time, uh, the United States is also urging Israel to not seek revenge, but rather to use restraint with whatever is going to happen next. And, and, and we largely anticipate this is going to be some form of ground incursion. But the U.S. wants this to be done um, in a way that follows the laws of international war, fearful that this could really further destabilize what is already a bit of shaky ground in a kind of long-standing destabilized region. Right. And I understand that the United States has urged Israel to use some restraint. Yeah, use restraint, but at the same time, uh, promising that additional weaponry uh, is going to show up. The United States is going to move more munitions. We've already seen that they've brought uh, 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 sea vessels into the region, mostly to counter any kind of foreign actor that may try to get involved with this, be it Hezbollah or be it something from 
uh, Iran uh, or, or Syria. Uh, but, you know, when we kind of broaden it out and bring it back domestically to the U.S., there is, you know, munitions, there is weaponry headed to the Iron Dome system. But at the same time, the U.S. has a $3 billion um, defense aid plan to go to Israel that they can't get past because there's no speaker. So really, everything that's going on in the Middle East right now can have a tie back to simply how the government in the United States is not working, despite the fact you have the U.S. saying, look, we will do everything we can to support you once we can get our act together. Once they can get their act together. All right. Speaking of that, I know there's been this is even kind of filtered into the presidential campaigns on the Republican side, hasn't it? Uh, of course it has. I mean, look, you've had uh, you, you have Republican nominees for president standing alongside Israel. This is one of those rare times where the incumbent president, Joe Biden, and the people looking to replace Joe Biden are on the same page saying, look, we will do what we can to ensure uh, Israeli sovereignty is not going to be um, you know, damaged and, and that the Israeli people are going to be protected while at the same time protecting civilians uh, uh, who are non-combatants living in in Gaza unless you're Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the only one who is in the Republican Party right now, veering himself in a complete different direction, making, you know, horrendous and inappropriate statements um, about the Israeli government, you know, praising terrorist groups like 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 uh, like Hezbollah. So, yes, this is getting into uh, into Republican politics just in two very different ways. But again, this also shows you that this is such a unique um, like point in the presidential campaign that he can say things like that, that former President Donald Trump can. And seemingly, is he not affected by that? Because if any other politician or wannabe politician said those things, Reggie, it would be a completely different story. I mean, sure. But but look, we're eight years into Donald Trump being on um, on the political stage in the United States. And we're eight years into hearing Donald Trump say things like, look, I could shoot a gun down Fifth Avenue and be fine. Or uh, uh, Vladimir Putin is a smart person or Kim Jong-un is a smart person. We've we've heard these kind of bits of nonsense from the former president for years now. And what does it uh, what does it do? It, it, it has him cross a line. And we know that when he crosses that line, there are going to be people that follow him. And there are now supporters of Donald Trump who are in a position of being critical of the Israeli government for one reason or another. Um, even though you have Donald Trump saying, look, Hezbollah, a, a group that's actively looking to potentially open up a northern front uh, war front in Israel. Um, you have you have the former president praising them, saying, look, they were able to get around the intelligence uh, of Israel. So so they must be pretty smart. The world, the White House is is pushing back on Donald Trump, but he'll continue to say these things because he knows that he can, because there will be people that support him. Is it going to help him in the long run? Possibly not. But in the short term, um, it, 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 it keeps him relevant somewhat uh, on the political stage. Uh, so interesting. All right. So then just quickly on that speaker of the House situation, what are the next steps there? Like, are they going to meet today? Are they going to try to force a vote on something? Well, look, they met yesterday. Uh, they gaveled in and immediately gaveled out. They're going to attempt to try and, and coalesce around somebody. There are conversations happening with moderates to figure out if there's someone that they can put forward. The issue is concessions have been made that one person can topple the speaker. And, and there's a threat here that whoever is put in, one person could go and topple that person again. So the question is, are, are Democrats going to try to work to get concessions on their end to say, look, we'll work with you if you do this for us. It could happen today. If it doesn't happen today, it might happen next week. The longer it takes, the longer the rest of the world finds themselves potentially, you know, waiting if they need help on the United States. Oh, boy. OK, thank you so much for that, Reggie. Thank you.